Welcome to Cinema's Soft Underbelly, your one-stop shop for all things weird in cinema. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver, and today I'm going to be actually continuing on with Netflix games. Uh, yesterday I did a show about uh, the good, the bad, and the not-quite-sure-yet on Netflix, and I enjoyed it so much that I'm going to just keep on rolling with it, and I'm, I know that I'm not even going to get done today with with all the movies that I'd like to talk about both good and bad on this list. So, I thought, you know, I'll just going to I'm going to keep continuing this and um I'll probably take a break after today on this and then and then hit it up a little bit later once I watch a couple more. Um another reason that I wanted to keep going on this subject today was because I watched another really really good one last night that is a another gem in the rough. Uh it's not quite as good as taking of Deborah Logan, which was truly a a special movie for being just popping up on Netflix all of a sudden. It was it was really, really good. Um but I'm gonna hit on that movie in a little bit. I, I did want to talk about um how I review things. Um one thing that that I'd like to just make known is uh, even uh, like yesterday I really trashed a couple movies on Netflix and I'm not the type of guy that um, you know obviously everybody has an opinion on movies and everybody has what things that they like and things that they don't like however I uh, even a movie that is just terrible and trust me I watch them uh, I still want to make sure that I give credit where credit is due uh, even if I think the direction is lousy. Even if I think if I think the actors aren't good, the effects aren't good. It's just not good in general. Uh, I've I've made my own short movies before, short independent movies, uh, and I've been doing video stuff for almost 15 years now. Uh, not quite 15 years. Um, so I I get it. I understand. There's a lot of hard work that goes into making a movie, even even if it's it ends up not being that good. There's still a lot of work. There's still a lot of coordination. Um, even if the budget is a couple hundred bucks, it's there's still a lot that goes into it. In fact, it's probably even more difficult when there is such a small budget. You don't have uh, as much to work with, and you have to be more inventive with how you do things. So, while I might be trashing movies from time to time, make make no mistake, I still appreciate the fact that someone is out there funding it and trying their hat as a director, a producer, acting, special effects, uh, whatever it takes, script writing, to, to get a movie made. Uh, and so I don't take that lightly because even the ones that I made, or they're barely half hour long, almost no budget uh, independent movies, and those were really, really, really hard to make. Uh, even if even with a handful of actors, a couple actors, it's just it's hard to coordinate that stuff. So I, I really appreciate that. And I, um, you know, I know that I, while I do trash some movies, uh, I just wanted to put that out there that I still can appreciate the craft. So anyway, having said that, uh, just a quick recap on yesterday's show. Uh, I, I talked about 
movies on Netflix that are gems in the rough. Most of them are in the last five years or so, even the last couple of years. Um, and then there's obviously the bad and the bad is sometimes almost unwatchable for me personally. And then there's also those movies that you just, you never know. They look good. Um, the cover looks good. The, the synopsis looks good. It might have a, an actor that you've heard of before, but it's just such a crapshoot with, with Netflix and online streaming is just like in the days of VHS record or VHS and DVD rentals, all that stuff. Um, you walk through the video store and the cover might look good, but who knows what's going to be on that disc or on that tape. So, uh, anyway, um, without further ado, I'm going to just get, get started and pick up where we left off yesterday. I, I talked about some real, real good movies and a couple duds, and I'm going to start with, uh, a good one just because I watched it last night and, uh, I'm gonna just do a little bit of research here online while I'm while I'm doing my show. Um, I watched another one that, again, cover looked good, the synopsis sounded really really good, but yeah, I'm like, oh, this has potential to not be good. Well, I I was wrong. It was good. It was really really good, uh, and this is coming from uh, from. A fairly jaded horror fan, and one that has almost been burned out of the found footage subgenre. And taking of Deborah Logan was found footage, and it was fantastic. And going back to back with another found footage, um, man, it, this movie was great. Uh, it's called The Conspiracy, and the uh, uh. The synopsis here is documentary about conspiracy theories uh, takes a really, really dark turn when the filmmakers discover and and they undercover an ancient and dangerous secret society. And the less I say about it, the better. But it's so well done that the first half of the movie, you uh, you truly think that it's a real documentary. It really feels like a real or like. You're not watching a, a found footage movie. Uh, a lot of the stuff that they're talking about seems very, very feasible uh, with just government agencies and things that, you know, wars that were planned, strategically planned throughout the world. Um, so it, it was it was cool the direction that they went. Um it's not a horror movie, but it's it definitely falls in the realm of creepy. Uh, the music is just unnerving, they, and there it's obviously it's found footage, so it's they don't use music that much, but it's still kind of unnerving. And the end, it, it literally gets to the point where it feels like a cross between. And I I'm trying to not give much away here, but it feels like a cross between The Wicker Man and uh, the second half of Eyes Wide Shut. So, but, but it's totally different, but, but that's, it's hard to say. That's the closest thing I can kind of in that, that realm. It doesn't have anything to do with those movies, but it's, it has maybe kind of more of a feel of that. So, uh, anyway, take, take that however you want. Uh, the, um, I, I, I read some other reviews on this movie and 
lot of people thought that the ending was dumb. I thought that it was it worked really good for for what they were trying to do and what they were setting up. I thought it was really cool and really creepy and um that's definitely one that I'm going to watch again. I believe it was a, a Canadian movie. Uh, so anyway, it's got a creepy cover on Netflix. If you see it and you're a fan of conspiracy movies, if you're a fan of thrillers, uh, my wife was even on board for the movie, the first half of it. Uh, she thought it was pretty interesting. So anyway, give that one a watch. It gets a thumbs up from me. Uh, hitting the uh, the bad. Um, and because I just talked about a, a found footage movie, I'm going to hit on another found footage movie. And that is called Alien Abduction. And um, for as many found footage movies that get it right, there's just as many that get it wrong. And this one here, to me, gets it wrong. And it's it's so ripe for a good movie. It, it should work. But it's sometimes it's all in the acting because the storyline is really good. A vacationing family encounters an alien threat. Uh, and this thriller based on the real-life Brown Mountain Lights phenomenon in North Carolina, and uh, I'll I'll tell you, I I know that story, and I thought that 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 was a really interesting interesting story, and I I love UFO stuff, so I was totally on board for this, and then I started watching it, and then very quickly the acting I'm like oh boy the the kids are annoying in it, and uh, it's found footage, but it, it feels really fake like conspiracy that felt real I felt like I was watching a real documentary slash found footage movie uh and uh, especially with taking of uh Deborah Logan that was high-end uh found footage this is low rent in my opinion granted the the cameras that they use are good uh it fits it fits the feel of the movie there's some cool alien stuff in it but none of it feels realistic the actors feel like they're all performing in front of a camera and that takes me out of a movie when when uh, you know that they're actors and they're acting I, I i don't like that so it it's only 85 minutes long so you know take out the end credits and you're looking at almost you know a little over 80 minutes but it still feels long to me it just drags and the introduction of a character more over halfway through in some house it just it didn't work so anyway that's one that uh, I personally did not care for I would skip it uh, so I'm gonna get down to the not sure but possibly too good to be true uh, I talked about zombie movies yesterday and I still have a couple of those in here but I'm gonna jump down to a movie called vile and this is one that every now and then pops up on Netflix and the cover is interesting enough that like mm, should I try that one but I just can't bring myself to it it uh you can tell they're very much going for the scream or not the scream the uh saw crowd with just the cover it looks very much trying to cash in on on saw um uh the synopsis here on on uh, IMDb, a group of friends stopped to pick up a hitchhiking woman only to end up getting drugged by her uh, with gas. They awaken to find their, that vials have been implanted in the base of their skulls, which are, of course, instantly fatal if they are removed. A grinning professional-looking woman informs them on TV screens that they have 22 hours 
to fill these vials with a specific amount of brain fluid, a fluid that is produced during times of extreme pain. Along with another group of unlucky test subjects and with time ticking away, they decide to work together and share the burden of reaching their painful target. Obviously, that just sounds like a scream knockoff. Um, and it just seems to be too good to be true. Um, who knows? It might be good. Um, the reviews were meh on it. The cover is... It, it, it just looks too good to be true. So I haven't dived on that one yet. But I probably will just because it, it sounds intriguing enough. But that would probably fall... I have a feeling that's going to fall in the too good to be true. So... Back to the good. This now I'm gonna hit on one that um, I'm gonna hit on one that I don't believe is on Netflix right now, but it was on for a long, long time, and I'm guessing that it's gonna pop back up here uh, eventually because I'm not. I, I know it has a Blu-ray release. Uh, it's directed by Eduardo Sanchez. And he was a co-director on the Blair Witch Project. So, of course, I've got to watch it. Uh, I watched this. Actually, I haven't seen this for a couple of years. But I remember thoroughly enjoying it, especially the second half of the movie. Um, synopsis here. Newlywed Molly moves into her deceased father's house in the countryside where painful memories soon begin to haunt her. Another one of the less you know, the better type of of movies the end is completely out there and it was so good that i actually rewound the end uh just because it was so i don't want to say shocking but but kind of shocking just like whoa they went there okay uh so but it's one of those that you're not quite sure is she crazy or are there is there actually something out to get her uh just you're not sure uh Pretty good acting for for what it is, and it is, you know, fairly low budget, but pretty good acting. A couple of really, it, the movie isn't necessarily like gory, gory, but there's a couple parts in it that are just so, ugh, and get under your skin. And I don't want to ruin them because I remember seeing it when I saw it for the first time. I'm like, oh man, that is ah very uncomfortable. So it's it's. Uh, one of those person that is unraveling before our eyes is it is it just that that person is nuts or is that person there is there some supernatural goings ons that is tying into that but um i try to watch uh, as as much as i can from this director i think that he's made some great movies uh eduardo has also made v he did a segment in vhs part 2 um that was really, really good. That actually had to do with zombies and uh, altered from 2006 about an alien. That was an alien abduction type movie. I love that movie. That movie is great. Highly recommend that movie. Um, honestly, the only movie that I really didn't much care for that he's done is Seventh Moon. Uh, that was that was a chore to get through. But um, having said that, most of his filmography is uh is really good so check that out i know it like i said i don't think it's on netflix right now but it was on for the longest time and i'm guessing that it's going to pop back up there so that falls into the good category uh back to the bad um boy i have so many of these I, it's 
Wow. Um, okay, so here, another bad one that I'm going to hit on. Uh, this one here is uh, oh boy, this is this is a tough one. Uh, movie called Toad Road, and it got marginal thumbs up on I believe Fangoria gave it a a, a thumbs up on one of their reviews. Um, man, I can't imagine why. Uh, Seventy five minutes long. And 75 minutes of just the most grating, irritating um, nothingness. It's it's a group of kids that are bored, continually get stoned and drunk and high and, and doing drugs. And they hear uh, about this doorway into hell, but you have to go through these different, different stages to get there. Um, and so they decide to try and do it through mind-altering drugs, I think. And good lord, was it bad! Um, it just felt like it. It it felt like the movie was the director said, "Okay, you you kids actually go and do drugs and get drunk, and here's the general idea of what I would like you to say or or the direction of the movie. Go for it." And it's just a bunch of kids doing drugs and drinking and talking about this weird thing and then stumbling around the woods and um it was for 75 minutes it was painful and it was only 75 minutes but i was bored to tears worthy of note for this movie um the lead actress sarah ann jones she actually died of a drug overdose uh right when the movie was completed uh which is very eerie to me because of the subject matter that this movie is uh, it, it plays so heavily into drugs so but by no means does that make this movie good or watchable at all uh, I barely made it through it in fact my co-host on movie freaks he was just ready to start the movie and I said whoa time out whoa put the brakes on here avoid at all costs please you're not gonna like this movie I, I suppose it it has maybe an art house type feel Kind of, so maybe you might like it if you're into that, maybe. But I, it's for a horror fan, man, it's hard for me to see anything worthwhile in recommending that thing. But uh, so anyway, that's a bad, big time, big time bad. Uh, moving on, I'm going to hit on another, uh, not sure, but possibly too good to be true. Um, I'm gonna hit on one called. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna go back to. Zombies. <laughs> this one here is called Zombie Massacre. And if there ever was a title uh, that, that was too good to be true, it's got to be Zombie Massacre. The original title was Apocalypse Z. Boy, I wonder where they're trying to cash in on, on that title. A uh, team of soldiers who are assembled to help end a zombie outbreak in a Romanian town. Of course, Romanian town. Um, a bacterial weapon developed by the U.S. government to create a super soldier spreads an epidemic in a quiet little town in the middle of Eastern Europe. All citizens have been turned into infected zombies. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm looking here, and supposedly the budget of this movie is a million dollars on IMDb. It says estimated, and whenever I see estimated, I, I have to wonder, like, does that mean that their budget was $100,000, but... Uh, 
but there was other factors that played into it, so eh, maybe close to a million when it's all said and done. I, I don't know. But uh, I, I can't say I haven't seen the movie, so I don't want to trash it too much. However, it just screams too good to be true. With that title, with actors you've never heard of, I watched the trailer and I'm like, oh boy, that that looks painful and I can't imagine that being good. So that's, that's a definite, probably too good to be true. Will I watch it ever? Mm, that might be one that I start. And if it's somewhat enjoyable, I'll try to finish it. But I, I, I have my, I have my doubts. I certainly have my doubts. Uh, so moving on, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, Another movie that I this was one of the first, the first gems in the rough for me on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for a long time, and it uh, I've watched it a couple times. Each time I thoroughly enjoy it. My co-host, I think that he enjoyed it, but not near as much as I did. He has some valid points as to why not, but for me it was uh, it just it worked, and that is the 2010 movie The Shrine. Directed by uh, John Knotts, I believe is how you pronounce his name. I'm not 100% sure. He also did uh, Jack Brooks' Monster Slayer, which I really, really enjoyed. Uh, this movie here was... Uh, let me just get the uh, get the info here. Okay, the synopsis is a group of young journalists investigate a cult said to practice human sacrifice, but their ambitious ways may lead them to becoming the cult's next victims. Um, th th it's interesting this movie how things pan out after I watched it the first time I actually thought it was a glitch on Netflix there's a lot of of uh, speaking in another language in this movie and it could be it, it sounds like some Middle Eastern some Middle Eu uh, European country I'm not sure where but uh, it's it's weird it's not subtitled so you don't know what anybody is saying about halfway through this movie, uh, and you're like, "What is going on?" But it, and then I read up on it a little bit, and, and the director actually wanted it that way. He wanted there to be no subtitles, so that you're with the 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 actors in this movie. That you're with them in like, I don't know. I'm in a strange land. I don't know what people are saying. This is so out there, and it's it's creepy i don't know what they're they're talking about and that it works quite well for the movie the ending is great i love 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 the ending uh i love there, there's a couple of crazy uh evil creepy parts in this movie that really stick with me i mean whenever i think of the shrine there's one scene in particular uh, and i'm not gonna it's not really giving anything away but it's 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 a scene of a statue in this movie and it for some reason it is so creepy and enough for me to recommend the movie just on that one scene alone. I loved it. So uh, I I give this movie a big thumbs up. It's not perfect by any means, but it's certainly for a, uh, a lower budget gem in the rough. It, it is exactly that, a gem in the rough. I definitely would say give this one a shot. So moving on to the bad. Uh, I'm now going to get into a movie called Dread. And this one here, uh, I believe, this came okay. This came out in two thousand nine, and part of me, part of me doesn't want to just trash this movie, 
because there are some positives to it, but sometimes a movie can be a total waste of time just because of a really, really bad ending, and that's where this movie falls falls into place. Um, this was actually, it's based on a short story, Dread, by Clive Barker, so right immediately it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Now, I don't believe I... I if I did read that story, it may have been, that sounds like something that might have been in one of Clive Barker's books of blood, but I don't recall reading it because I don't remember that storyline. Uh, three college students set out to document what other people dread most. Uh, and it was, it was featured on the eight films to die for after dark horror fest part four, which that was kind of an ongoing thing there for a little while. I, I don't think they're still going, but there was some gems in the rough in that, in that series and while the production values are are good man I, I gotta tell you it's this was hard to get through uh, it's depressing very very depressing and sometimes depressing works sometimes downbeat endings work uh, but sometimes after you've invested so much and you've kind of gotten attached to certain characters and then it ends a certain way uh, you're just like, oh man, really? Come on! Uh, like I said, sometimes it works. More oftentimes, it doesn't. Some downbeat endings I love. The uh, French movie Inside, the French movie Martyrs. Those are just brutal, and feature very, very, very downbeat endings. But I liked those, and it worked for that movie. This one here, I was just, I, re I remember being very annoyed with it, and thinking that was. That was that was just luring the audience along and flipping us off at the very end. Almost like the movie uh, Darabont's The Mist, which I just read the book to The Mist. I love the book. And I actually really, really, really liked the movie up until that last, which is a huge source of contention with a lot of people, is that last minute's worth of movie. It, I just think it completely screwed the pooch. I hated the ending. I'm not sure how you... I don't think they could have ended it like the book. I get that. But but going that route was just mean. And and this movie here has something similar to where it's like, I, I didn't like it. No. Nope, didn't like it. So that would fall under the bad. And um, for the not sure but too good to be true, um, I'm just going to pick just a random one here. Here's one called Mr. Hush. Mr. Hush. Again, cover looks great, 2011, low budget. Uh, how does a man react when he loses everything he loves? Mr. Hush has an answer. With brutal, terrifying violence, a frightening throwback to the slasher films of the 1980s, this is a classic horror flick that is hard to shake. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe, but uh, a lot of the reviews are, this is bad, 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 bad. Uh, the cover just looks... It, I don't, I, I, and I, I even hesitate to say too good to be true because it's not even that. It just looks very direct to video and very, very not good. But I don't want to pass too much judgment on it, you know, until I watch it. But it's just one of those that that screams, "You'll turn it off in five minutes." Trust me. So we'll see. Um. Anyway, I'm running out of time. I could, I could probably keep this, this, uh, this little. Netflix project rolling for a long time because I've got so many, but I am truly after this one here. I'm going to take a break from the Netflix and 
hit on why I really started this show, and that is introducing people to movies that are really hard to find, which these movies here are obviously not hard to find. They're on Netflix, readily available. But I'm talking uh, especially the first couple shows, like where I dealt with contamination and uh, and stuff, some stuff like that. I want to hit on more of that. So the next episode, I'm definitely going to be going back to uh, the treasure trove of long-lost movies or movies that you may not have heard of or movies that you may have heard of, but it's been 20 years since the movie was mentioned. So... Um, I'm going to be getting back into that next time, but I'm really having a good time with these with these Netflix movies, and I hope that you'll uh, give some of these a chance that I'm recommending. And, you know, by all means, if there's ones here that you're like, okay, well, you said it was bad. I'm going to try it. I totally disagree with you. Let me know. I'd, I'd like to hear your, your thoughts on that or movies that I haven't seen yet. Let me know. I'm, I'm very curious as to some of these, some of these potential gems in the rough. Not sure, but too good to be true, possibly. Eventually, I'll, I'll hopefully get around to them, but there's so many on Netflix. There's so many streaming that it's hard to keep up with them all. Uh, so that's going to wrap it up for me today. Again, thanks for listening. Make sure that you tune in to Movie Freaks uh, MF Pod over on YouTube. Make sure that you tune in to our friends over at Cinema Sidekicks. They're on iTunes. They're talking about all things new release. And us over on Movie Freaks, we're talking a broad range of movies covering many 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 years we have a great time our we've got an episode coming up here soon looking forward to it uh but as always thanks for listening you can get hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com i'd love to hear from you any comments feedback movies that i should watch i'm i'm all ears so again thanks for listening and until next time (laughs) 